Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey George, how are you? <sighs> so far so good, but the night is well waning actually. So <laughs> you know, uh, it's been good. So I'm gonna just stick with that. How <laughs> about yeah. yourself? Yeah, there, there's no reason to get into details. Nobody actually cares. Yeah, no, I mean, at least of all me. <laughs> Certainly. Um, so we've been doing pretty good so far, I think. Uh, I've, I've mostly been able to get to whatever game we were going to play and like kind of space it out a little bit. And I just had some weird uh, work stuff happen. And I did all of my playthrough today. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. So it's very fresh for you. Super fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no my mine i did uh a few days back so it's a little bit i mean you know i've got my notes but it's it's a little bit less fresh for me but i didn't i know that we try to like play for like a minimum amount of time and i did not make it to the minimum because i exhausted the content that i could access with my level of skill so <laughs> okay <laughs> so i like played so and, and and we'll get into that later. But yeah, I, I played. I was like, I've played everything that I can play, and then I tried to play some of the other stuff and and just brick just wall. The, and I was just kind of like, oh, <laughs> this is all the content that I can access. <laughs> That's fair. You yeah you 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 meet the uh, what is it the spirit of the law, but not the letter. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So this time we played uh, Super Mario Kart, the original, so Super Nintendo version. Uh, came out in the States in 1992, which is kind of staggering to me because this game has was like such a constant in my childhood. Like, mm. I, I just remember it being there. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's, it's definitely one that I, uh, again, like with Super Mario, that I don't remember a time when it wasn't a part of my life. That being said, as like a full disclosure kind of thing, is that... I, I do remember this game, and I remember playing this game. However, the game I was in my mind, like <laughs> over, like supplanting this was Super Mario sixty four, Mario Kart sixty four, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I remember playing this game, but I was just kind of like, oh yeah, well you can do thing A. Oh man, I guess that must have happened in the sixty four version. But you can do thing B. Nope, nope, that came into the sixty four version. And all of a sudden, like, <laughs> so I, I tried my best to not let me let that color my you know playthrough of the game, but it was tough. Yeah, so I realized playing through this that this is my Mario Kart, right? Like, <laughs> I, I think it's kind of like everybody has their own, like their their doctor, like whichever doctor they came into Doctor Who with is probably the one they like the most, or it's the one that had like their favorite companion or whatever. Um, I think for a lot of people, it's especially people our age, the, the 64 Mario Kart is their Mario Kart. Yes. And then um, for Susan, hers is like the Wii one, like Mario mm -hmm. Kart Wii, which is, is good. But I mean, by then things had changed like a whole bunch. Yes. But yeah, I, no, I'm I actually, think... I'm surprised how many things were like, set in stone from the original <laughs> Super Mario Kart, like that just continued for the entire franchise. 
Yeah, I thought that that was very interesting. I, I definitely thought we can, you know, get into it more later. I thought that like it's it's all there, but it's it's like I don't want to say fragmented, but it's it's more <laughs> like it's like it's all there, but it's not it's not really cohesive yet. You know, like so it's like it's, it's like comparatively unpolished. Right, it's certainly that, and uh, and yeah, and I think that uh, as as. Tycho, I think, says ever so eloquently, <laughs> is that everybody needs an old, older version to cling to for deal life, and a newer version <laughs> to revile with all of their heart. And so, yeah, sixty four is is my is my D and D three point five. You know, like it is <laughs> it, that is that is definitely my game. But uh, yeah, so and then, and like I said, you know, I did play the SNES version just for hours and hours and hours. But it's like one of those things where you know, like when. Like sometimes, like current friends will supplant people you don't talk to anymore, and like memories and stuff. <laughs> like it was like that, where I was just kind of like, "Yeah, I remember sitting down and playing this and doing that." And oh yeah, no wait, all of that was in the '64 version. I remember this too now. Uh. Yeah. As a longtime <laughs> friend of yours, I'm not sure how comfortable I am with this metaphor. Oh yeah, no, it's and actually, it's 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 really bizarre because like it's. What will happen is, you know, you, you'll be like, oh, yeah, remember when we did thing A and thing B? And it's like, we never did that. It's like, oh, yeah, that was this other person I don't talk to anymore. <laughs> Meh. That was this other person that I wasn't willing to give up the memories of, but the actual person <laughs> can go in the bin. Just screw them. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, human mind, fickle thing. So I do have a specific story for Super Mario Kart uh, that I want to share with you just because it's really super dumb so <laughs> I, I was at uh i was probably in fourth grade i was at my my best friend's house and uh he was a twin so uh him and his twin brother shared a room and then the other siblings had their own rooms and uh we were playing mario kart but his brother wanted to go to bed so we turned the sound all the way down and then just sat in silence side by side playing Mario Kart until like <laughs> four in the morning. Um, which is weird because like when you describe that event, it sounds completely insane. But when you're a kid and you just want to keep playing video games, you're like, no, this is normal. Yeah. This is, this is totally fine. Yeah. No, it's, it's but, like, yeah. you know, like the drug addict who's just kind of like, no, it's, it's, it's totally fine. I just, I just smoke from time to time, like out back. I just smoke from time to time in my house. Just smoke from time to time, like as I'm going to bed, reading a book. And it's like at some point this became a, a crippling addiction and was no longer recreational. And at some point when you're like in a room with another unconscious human desperately playing a video game. That, this is how we found that, out. Like, yeah, this is how we found out his brother talks in his sleep. So, <laughs> so we're sitting there in, you know, total silence because we wanted to let him sleep. We didn't want to bother him. And then we start hearing like murmuring and after literally seven or eight hours of nonstop Mario Kart, this was the thing that made us like pause the game and go <laughs> lo look into what this situation was. And he was just <laughs> babbling. I mean, just, you know, dumb crap, just like babbling nonsense in his sleep. But it was, uh, it was kind of like, you know, an Avenue Q when, uh, right before Rod's like fantasy dream. Oh, I know. Put my earmuffs on the cookie. Yeah, it was that like kind of dumb nonsense, like <laughs> like exactly the kind of picturesque crap you would imagine someone would say when they sleep, talking their sleep. Apparently, some people actually do that. But like when I boot up the game and I'm I'm sitting in front of it, like I 
I'm taken back to that night. Like every time, every time nice. I think of the original Super Mario Kart, I'm like, huh. I wonder where they are now. <laughs> He's probably just off somewhere unconscious talking to himself in his sleep because that's how I'll always remember him. Yeah, exactly. Like if you saw him like like he's, he's probably like a CEO of like some Fortune 500 <laughs> company and like you see him like like oh hey I know that guy. <laughs> he talks in his sleep. <laughs> and he talks Doesn't about matter. fudge rounds and star crunches. <laughs> so uh so visuals, what did you think of the visuals? So I was probably three seconds into the very first map when I went, whoa, that mode seven thing does not hold up well. <laughs> so, mode seven? So you will know this as soon as I describe it, but you probably have just never heard the name for it. So one of the things that made Super Nintendo, um, I don't know, revolutionary at the time is... Uh, that it had these different graphics modes. And that's why certain games look wildly different because mm. they use one mode more than another and they use, you know, whatever, depending on different, uh, like, is it overhead or is it side-scrolling or whatever? So mode seven is the mode in which the background can be uh, rotated and squashed and stretched. So mm. technically the character on screen actually doesn't move. The map moves around you. Hmm. And because, yeah. And, and this was like F zero played the same way. And like the over map on like most of the final fantasies was the same way, but the, in the final fantasy games, you're not moving at like a thousand miles an hour. So you don't notice like how bad it is. But like, if you are playing Mario Kart and you look up from your character to the horizon, the pixels are freaking out. Like (laughs) they're just trying to like squash and stretch so fast. And like the draw distance is incredibly limited because they're working with these very simple pixels. So, I mean, it didn't make the game unplayable. And most of the time you're looking so tight, like right at your character that you don't, Mm -hmm really look at the horizon that much but man it's disorienting yes i would i would definitely agree with that and again i think that this is a game where we have to distinguish between the visuals of like like yes i always knew like what i was looking at and you know like that the colors were there and all those sort of stuff but then like how the visuals represent the way you are interacting with the universe around you i didn't find it wasn't it wasn't like terrible. Like I, I, I didn't know where I was, but there were some times where I was just kind of like, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen next. Like <laughs> I remember um, one, one in particular is it's one of the Bowser levels where like you, you hit like several jumps in quick succession. Right. Oh, yeah. I want to say that's the star cup one. It is. It's the star cup. And I think it's like, Round three. This is this is by the way my my threshold of skill on this game. <laughs> this was this was the last round that I played because I lost all of my lives because I could not get, get my get my stuff together to play it. But anyways, so yeah, so like I, I kept like jump jump jump, and then I'd like just barely angle wrong or something like that, and then like clip the side of like the the level, and then it's blam into the lava, <laughs> and. And it only takes you doing that once or twice before you are like inexorably lost. And, yeah. you know, you're just kind of like, well, that's that's game. And uh, and so, yeah, so I definitely felt that, that that was an issue a number of times. So the thing that's weird about that is I feel like that's the only level where I consistently am not clear on where I'm going to land 
and where the the collision box is. And I don't know if that level's actually designed poorly or if they made it like that on purpose to make it feel like it's screwing <laughs> with you. But I mean, like all of the other levels, like if I hit a wall, I was like, yup, I definitely hit that wall. And outside of the Bowser levels, the only thing that I felt like the the Mode 7 map made not totally clear is there were a couple times where like fully three of my tires went over a an item box and I got no item. And I was just like, come on. <laughs> like, I, I totally hit that item. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, um, and I, again, I'm not sure, like, I, I don't <laughs> believe I could represent it as well as, as you did, like, because I don't know the different modes, the different technology, all that sort of stuff. But it did seem to me like a lot of the times it, when a bad guy would be coming up behind me to like pass me that I would be totally fine. And then he would come blazing out of nowhere and like Mad Max style, just like slam into me. <laughs> And like sometimes slam me like off to my death, you know, or to the point where Lake Two like t- takes you out of the lava and robs you a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah, whatever. He, he, he does rob you a little bit. It's kind of like when you beat a kid in Pokemon. It's like <laughs> <laughs> you kind of take a little bit of their money. Yeah, yeah, which reframes that whole thing, you know. It's just kind of like, and, and and yeah. So basically, you know what it is? Is it's he's AAA, you know? And yeah, and, yeah, you gotta yeah, pay. You got to pay AAA, man. I mean, like, he's got to feed his little lake, lake tots, you know, lack, and whatever. Lack, lack, lack of tots. Lack, lack, lack of tot carries. Lack. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, so it, 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 like I said, it just seemed that, you know, as far as my ability to plan around people coming up from behind me, I just never really had too many visual cues of, like, this person's about to come, you know, jack me from behind, you know? Yeah, I so I guess I probably should have asked you, like, surely you didn't just go through the roster. You have your go-to driver, which is? You know, my go-to driver back in the day was Yoshi. Like, I I uh, rocked Yoshi. But uh, <laughs> this time it's it was it was actually Bowser, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you dig that slow acceleration, high top speed thing? apparently because and again you like, like i said all of this was just kind of new to me because you know like i said if for 64 it's probably still yoshi you know but yeah man i mean like i just when i was playing as bowser i was winning handily and i was like really and when i played as yoshi i just i i would win but not by a substantive margin yeah i think so this, i i kind of mentioned like a lot of things got set in stone so let me back off the visuals for just a second like uh, this game had uh, you respond differently on different road surfaces. So mm-hmm. the ice level and the dirt level and the actual racetrack level, like you handle noticeably different, right? right. Um, the the different eight drivers have um, slightly different characteristics. They weren't as pronounced as they were in some of the later games, but like some of them have better handling some of them have slower acceleration but a higher top speed some of them have faster acceleration but a lower top speed so depending on your driving style you may actually benefit more from one driver than another so like i i'm not a great driver so (laughs) so like i always drive koopa troopa because he handles the best Mm. and like if you're bowser or donkey kong jr and you hit a wall 
Like, well, it's going to take you another hour and a half to get up to speed. So yeah. like, you <laughs> cannot be the kind of person who bumps into crap if you want to play as one of those drivers. Yeah. And that was the thing. So I actually, what I did was I intentionally went through. I played as Yoshi, Mario, Bowser, and one other one. But I tried to get like, because I remembered it being split up into like lightweights, medium weights, and like heavyweights, you know? Yeah. And so I, I was like, well, let, let me try Let me try one of each. And the one I was the most successful with was was Bowser. But uh, I would not say that I was successful with any of them. <laughs> I was just the most successful with Bowser. Yeah, least unsuccessful? Yes. Yeah, Bowser Bowser was my my D minus, you know, like Bart Simpson's <laughs> D minus. Like I just, it, it, I didn't get held back a grade when I played as Bowser. So, so did you then, like how, how far did you get? So what happened was I, I I I played through the Mushroom Cup at 50 cc, right? Okay. And then I played through the Fire Cup at 100 cc's and got really frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think like on the it was the Boo it was the Boo Castle in the in the Mario Cup that where mm, I just yeah. died all four thousand times. I think I think you are allowed three like repeats. But uh, if, yeah felt like 3000 so <laughs> so i was like okay okay i can't i just apparently can't do the 100 cc like it's too much whatever it is right so i dropped it back down to 50 cc and then i did the fire cup and the star cup and on the star cup i got to that bowser level and then blew through all of my lives and i was like this is the extent of my skill <laughs> with this game this is this is all i have and and that's you know what that's fine because I, I feel like i'm like i feel like i've gotten the feel for the controls the visuals like everything that we're going to discuss but i was like i can't I mean, I could go back and replay some of the stuff that I played, but like, I, you know, especially because you do get those extra lives. I, I played that same level. I was getting hung up on the same <laughs> stuff every time. I'd be like, well, maybe this time I'm going to get punched in the mouth. Okay. So no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. But what if I get punched in the mouth? Okay. So, hmm. What I could do though is get punched in the mouth again. I was like, you know what? I just apparently all of my instincts are to just, fling my face as hard as i can into this person's fist so so how about you uh so in the the time that i had to play um because i played some earlier today and then uh i sat down actually like literally before we started recording to play some more um i i went through the 50 cc uh and just like a hundred percent at everything just nice first first place every race first time all the way through the mushroom <laughs> fire flower and star cup and i was just like okay okay <laughs> but this is like baby mode right like 100 cc won't be that easy and then i didn't 100 percent everything on uh 100 cc but i did take first place so like i had like one race where i took second or something right. But, you know, you still, like, because you get, like, nine, six, three, one, and zero coins, yeah. you know, so you can you can still take first, even if you don't take first all of them. Um, right. And so then I got through all of 100cc, uh, including the Special Cup, and that one, so on Rainbow Road, I got, like, seriously jacked on the last lap, and then just barely eked out a fourth place finish, which means I didn't lose a life. And I did not want to fucking play that level again. <laughs> so so yeah, it's just like, all, all I care about is that I, I still got my first place finish. And now I can, you know, do like 150cc. So I was like, I have time to do one 150cc 
just to see if I can take a first place win in in 150. And and I did the very first track on the Mushroom Cup and got first. And I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> because I I got first by like a hundredth of a second. Right. So I was like, okay, this obviously this w- is where my skill level has somehow maintained itself over the intervening two decades. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's the, again, I think that my main struggle was that it's not the 64 version. So like, but it's, it's close enough that I kept trying to play it like the 64 version. Yeah. And like, so, you know, uh, and I don't, I don't even know. So like when you, in this one, when you like, if you're making like a hard left, right, if you jump and then make the hard left, you don't go into a power skid like you would in the 64 yeah. version. Well, so I should mention, just so you don't fall too down the analogy hole, um, I went the PlayStation route when it came time to pick that next generation. So mm-hmm. to me, the 64 version is like not even a blip. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I maybe played it two or three times. Um, I played Double Dash a lot because I had a friend who had a GameCube. Um, mm-hmm you know, later, but right. yeah, the, the 64 version went almost completely unremarked for me. Yeah. And so that's the thing is that like, I kept trying to play it like, like it was the 64 version and just getting wildly frustrated. Cause there are a bunch of things that 64 version put into place that this didn't seem to have, you know? So I just kept being like, like, it's just, it, you know what it was, it was the emotional equivalent of every, you know, 30 seconds walking down a flight of stairs and thinking that there's one more stair when there isn't one more stair. <laughs> like that's what it was, was it was just constantly like, yeah, I'm going to, Oh my God. Oh no, no, wait, it's fine. I'm, I'm still alive. That didn't work the way I anticipated though. <gasps> no, yeah. Okay. No, wait, that, that doesn't work the way you anticipate George focus. This doesn't work the same way. And so just over and over and over again. And, and many times to my ultimate death, you know? So like, so again, you know, like, like I said, like that's why I'm, I'm just I'm, I, full disclosure, not a hundred percent objective in this particular case. Yeah, no, that, that's fair because I mean I think it's still um, it it shows the direction that that evolution went in because you could probably go back and play like Double Dash or uh, Mario Kart Wii or Mario Kart Wii Eight, I think is the newest one. Um, and and not really have that big of a problem because all of those built on the 64 version. Right. But yeah. like, so, you know, you, you, you get off at like the lobby, but I know about the sub basement. <laughs> <laughs> Where like, like all the behind the scenes stuff happens and you know, you've just, yeah. Yeah. So, so overall though, um, to, to go back to the visuals, I think that the visuals were at or near expectations. I didn't, really think about the fact that you know the universe is moving around you i think that's kind of cool because isn't that like what physicists think could potentially make us move faster than the speed of light or something it's how the ship in futurama flies yeah so then there you go so you know (laughs) like i I like that i like it's like no so because then theoretically as you're driving your cart your cart isn't some like podunk you know go-kart what it is is it's like a differential engine that moves (laughs) the universe right so so yeah i mean that that actually makes me feel a lot more powerful when i play the game as opposed to you know just thinking around in a go-kart yeah yeah it's not some little stupid lawnmower like you're god yeah (laughs) (laughs) and all everything else is a play thing and 
I will say too, on a on another personal note, that there's driving an actual car, <laughs> Mario Kart, and then below that, like actual go karting. Because once <laughs> I used to love go karting as a kid, and then I actually got to be able to drive, and then people were like, let's go go karting, and I was like, I don't see the draw of this anymore. Like bumper carts, I still like because when you do that in a car, you go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, typically, yes. Yeah, unless it's uh, uh what, what are the the derbies? The oh, like a like demolition a, derby. Yeah, yeah, demolition derby. Yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah. So um, so I would still say I would still rank this game in at more fun than actual go karts. Yeah, I mean, even with actual go karts, you typically don't throw turtle shells and banana peels at each other and i know there's like a billion youtube videos of like mario kart in real life but that's not we're not doing that that's not what we're doing no no it's not although i did hear as long as we're just off on a tangent i did hear and i don't know if this ever got like traction but it's a really cool idea which is like they made a either they made it or they were to plan on doing it like a go-kart track that actually worked like mario kart which is to say, like, the go-karts were programs. That way, when you, like, went over certain spaces, it would give you an item, and then you could target another player with that item, and then their go-kart would, like, power down. Like, if you hit yeah. them with, like, a turtle shell or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's the the technology to make something like that happen is not super complicated, right? Yeah. <laughs> you would just have to have, you know, some RFIDs and some, you know, simple line-of-sight lasers. Like, this is... This is all it, it'd be laser tag in go karts essentially. <laughs> I mean, there, there's nothing nothing complicated there, but man, it'd be fun. See I, that yeah. I would do. Yeah, yeah, there, there, that we we managed to dig to the bottom and find the perfect unison of <laughs> re- reality and the other. But uh, but yeah, so so the and I don't know if you want to talk about visuals too much more, but to put a final note on the visuals, I did feel the visuals performed at or near expectations. They weren't like pro- like they weren't viciously problematic, but they weren't anything to write home about. I would say. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my only other thing with the visuals is not their quality, but these are hyper familiar characters, right? Mm, like right. And and some of them just look weird. Like Mar- <laughs> Mario looks a little thick. Yoshi looks absurdly thick. Peach is like kind of squat because they all have to fit into like a similar size box. And right. because that box is, I think, wider than it is tall, the heavy characters like Bowser and Donkey Kong Jr. look pretty much exactly the way you'd expect. And then Peach, who is noticeably taller and thinner than any of those other characters, looks like unnaturally squished. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't. That didn't draw really draw my eye that badly. But now that you mention it, I, I, I definitely remember that. And. And also, too, I don't know if this really fits in under visuals, I, kind of a little bit, and I'm sure this was a limitation of the system, but the number of character choices, like, I balked at, like, initially, because, again, you know, well, yeah. 64 and up, I was just kind of like, <laughs> all right, man, I'm going to pick from one of 16, eight, one of eight characters. Eight, <laughs> eight like, you oh, say? Oh, oh, well, God, what, did we lose a war? Like, <laughs> like where are all these other characters? Are they all fighting, you know, like the whatever mushroom battles for shrooms i guess i don't know i'm not a doctor this this one (laughs) is a tough call for me to gauge with my limited knowledge of storage on the system because i suspect they could have put more characters and they would have just made them handle you would have started to double up you know so like oh these these extra four characters handle like these existing eight characters but now you get 12 
Um, yeah, but it's, I mean, they all have to be like hand animated, right? So you can look at any of those characters from almost any angle, which means every, you know, say five degrees of rotation that is viewable, like they have to have a full suite of animations at that angle. Right. And that's, yeah, like, and that's, I'm sure. Yeah. Just taxing. Yeah. yeah. So I said, like when I saw that, I was like, no, no, that, that, that makes sense. But you know, again, like I say, it just, it, it was amazing to me consistently how much I was projecting the other game onto this game. Yeah. No, I mean, that that's that now, you know where your loyalties are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> um, so let's talk about music. The music. I, I agree with you in the sense that I actually have one of the songs running in my head right now, just from us by virtue of us talking about it. So, nice. um, yeah, no, I think that the music is as iconic as we like. If you played this game, you remember the music, you know. Yeah, I did feel like there were certain songs that, when I heard them, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, that okay," and then, and not like in a bad way, but kind of like ambivalent. Like, yeah, I I, I remember this immediately. Like, I could hum it, but I don't wake up with this song in my head. But then there were a couple other. So like the uh, the Rainbow Road theme. Um, the, the track theme, like the same song that's used on all of the, the ones that actually look like racetracks, um, Mm -hmm. the, and then the Bowser one and the, the, uh, haunted, uh, the ghost mansion, ghost palace. No, none of this is right. Ghost house, ghost house, ghost house. Yeah. You went to mansion and palace before house, the thing that you own. Oh no. Super, super drunk right now. Um, anyway, (laughs) so. Uh man, that would have made playing Mario Kart a whole different experience. Like that's a different podcast, right? Like yeah, like no, Mario actually, Kart. Yeah, drunk. No, that's a great, yeah, great <laughs> offshoot podcast. I it's like <laughs> drunk video gaming, and and we should like exclusively pick like high response time games. You know, like <laughs> like bullet hell games and stuff like that. You know, just oh, yeah. T- I'm tired just thinking about that. But the uh, <laughs> so the the Bowser Castle levels and the the Ghost House levels. Um, it's a different um, scoring of it, but it's the same music from Super Mario World, right? right. So the uh, the Bowser music is the music that plays when you fight him at the very end of the game, and then the uh, the you know the Ghost House music is just the Ghost House music. So those are they're no less iconic, but I mean they're iconic for, for a different reason. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the track theme and the Rainbow Road theme really like. The second I heard them, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, this is good. (laughs) These are going to be in my head for weeks. Awesome. Um, The one thing that really made me like drag my fingernails down my face was because I always pretty much almost exclusively drive Koopa Troopa, I forgot how boring his victory music is. His victory music is so boring. Yeah, I I didn't play as him, but what what was it again? It's like, it's like, <laughs> like it's just it's awful like it's 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 the mitch mcconnell of victory music <laughs> like basically like it's it's just the the music equivalent of sad trombone you know where it's like just wah, wah, wah. yeah you, know, like, you you feel like wait didn't i win like why, <laughs> why am i being punished with this sad melancholy tone yeah yeah no the the, the not music but the 
notes that I remember the most, and I think it's because I I want to say that they continue to use these, is um the the music that plays right before you start every race. You know. Oh yeah, that that little like you know drivers to your marks kind of music yeah like that that every time i was just kind of like oh yes oh it's 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 about to get real yeah and so that's a little little pump riff you're like yeah yeah we're we're racing (laughs) yeah and then like 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 lake two comes up and he's like you know like red light red light and then when that second red light goes that's when you start hitting then pushing (laughs) the button because that way you can get started you know like like every player worth their salt knows right yeah and uh another thing that they established from game number one yeah exactly you know so uh so yeah no i definitely like remember that intensely um and the sound effect of you spinning out (laughs) is very emotionally taxing to me because like it's it's very similar to you know sonic's drowning where it's just like that sound links to a very specific emotion because you never in the game hear that sound and are like oh yay it's all raining happiness right now <laughs> it's like no when you've heard that sound it's because something has hor- horrible has happened to you and so it's like very pavlovian because like i hear that sound i'm like oh whoa what now you know so well so this is something that i don't know which game they added this in but i know that i became most aware of it in the wii version of mario kart which is you can drift in the later mario karts and in right. super mario kart you super can't no you <laughs> cannot yeah and if you turn too sharp for too long then you spin out and it's just a sad noise and it's a sad time and everybody passes you and you feel like an idiot and i'm i'm gonna make like a really reductive apocryphal version of this story but the first time i played the wii mario kart with susan who is freaking awesome at it i just <laughs> like i'm i'm watching her do things that in my mind since i'm thinking like oh it's like mario kart are just like not things you can do right you know so, i mean so you call hacks like, yeah motorcycles and you can like do tricks and pop wheelies and like drift and if you drift long enough you get a boost which is literally the opposite of my muscle memory yeah so so like that's a whole (laughs) skill i had to build yeah no and that's what i kept trying to do was i was just kind of like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna do my drift and then i'm just gonna like spun spun out i was like oh how do you function i mean it was very (laughs) very similar to like if somebody says like oh yeah i don't have the internet and you're like i can't what like how do you how do you life then like how how all of these things you know so like when i realized i couldn't drift i was like i don't even know how to handle like, i don't even know how to drive now like somebody said like no no do it just don't use the gas pedal i'm like okay like please explain you want me to fred flintstone this thing like i don't know how to i don't know how to drive so so that was definitely as far as gameplay goes a, a huge struggle for me yeah um, well and and i'll i mean we might as well just segue right here because I don't, I don't think there's really anything else to say about the music other no. than uh playing as well as I surprisingly did when I got to the, the congratulations screen and, and it does the, like the little fish and you pop it, you know, with the champagne cork and then it makes the kind of cartoony zoom noise and the congratulations like bounces off the screen and it, mm-hmm. and it but it bounces with the music. So like it mm-hmm. always, cause you can't make that part go faster. Like it's happening on its own little rhythm and it comes in and it goes boop, boop, and it does it like right on the beat and Mm -hmm. it was just like huh i'm 
I kind of want that as like a ringtone or something. <laughs> I was like, this, this, I'm getting like a Pavlovian, like, yeah, I won. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. a winner. A winner is me. Yes, I, I have won. I am better than all of you. Look at how tall I stand over you, Donkey Kong. <laughs> Take that. And so, and actually speaking of, no, this is great because this is both victory and going into gameplay. So <laughs> something that I noticed, and this is, this is understandable from a game design standpoint, which is that whoever you're racing as right there's going to be the number two person and they're always coming in second unless you specifically derail them somehow yeah they're your nemesis you know especially it's the worst in 50 so like in 50 cc the finish order is almost always fixed right and then you know yeah, and then in a hundred, it's a little bit less fixed, but it's usually only like one person out of order. And then in one fifty, like because everybody's hyper violent, then like <laughs> then it, it it can change a little bit. But yeah, in the in the fifty CC, it's like oh, if you're this character, I can tell you the order every other character will finish in. And that was something that I thought like so. So I, like I said, like I knew that when I was playing, I was like, okay, you know, the first race, I came in first, Donkey Kong came in second, Donkey Kong is going to come in second regardless. But I think from, and it sounds like you, you're confirming this from your experience as well, is that if you're playing, let's just say Mario, it's always specifically Donkey Kong that comes in second. Yeah, so for Koopa Troopa, it's Luigi, and then Yoshi, and then Princess, and then Mario, and uh, Toad is last donkey kong and then bowser i guess and then toad yeah so i, th- I just I, and i obviously didn't have the time to do this or or the patience <laughs> or the the care but <laughs> I, i'm just interested to know like, like well, what does that like say you know that because so the person that's always coming in second that'd be like your nemesis right so i think it was interesting and i'm probably reading way too much into this that <laughs> donkey kong they picked donkey kong as mario's nemesis instead of bowser you know, I mean, technically, he has an older beef with Donkey Kong. He does. <laughs> I mean, you know, because Donkey Kong got into the princess kidnapping business. But, you know, it's not even his current girlfriend anymore. You know, it's like that that older chick that he used to date. You know, I well, don't know like why they can't bury that hatchet. You know? And this is Donkey Kong Jr. So he's he's carrying out the vendetta of his father. It's it's really it's a sad story. <laughs> oh, this is like like game of thrones where it's like my father hated you and my father before him you know for generations and it's like do you even remember what we're fighting about anymore i mean like his his name wasn't it was jump man back then like he's yeah, even like he's got a different name that new leaf new chapter yeah i'm a different guy now <laughs> no no that was that was some other guy yeah no, i mean it, it would be like it would be like holding a grudge for generations if you found like a hair in like your french fries at wendy's you know and then for generations like not allowing your family to go to that particular restaurant you know i don't know if i'd equate kidnapping my old girlfriend to finding a hair in (laughs) in my french fries but i mean okay (laughs) but yeah you know i mean it's it's just that level of you know like like okay well just scorched earth forever and what what was her name again i pauline pauline Whatever happened to Pauline? As far as I know, she's still hanging out with Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, she's got the Stockholm syndrome, and you yeah, know they just, just eh. up in that okay, cage. Okay, let's get into that story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah this is uh, this is something that I, I wonder uh, because I think Super Mario Kart was the only Mario Kart game where 
you, the player, were the only one who could pick up items. Yes, absolutely. I th- and that threw me at first because I was just kind of like, oh, no, this person's going over this cube before me. He's going to steal the item. And then he didn't get it. And I did. And I used it to beat him to death. So that was satisfying. Yeah. Well, but I, I think <laughs> there's a chance. And I mean, I'd have to really hammer at the AI to see if I'm <laughs> I'm also reading too deep into this. But there's a chance that the person who is your nemesis is your nemesis because their superpower counteracts whatever you're good at. So like for uh, Koopa Troopa who handles very well and can like corner the best, his nemesis is Luigi who can just randomly make himself invincible for an unlimited amount of time. Oh yeah. So I'm kind of wondering like if, if like, so Mario who's like generally kind of like an average character, yeah. Like Donkey Kong Jr. I mean, obviously there's some theming happening there, but but like <laughs> he he has the banana peel. And so like that's kind of like an average inconvenience to an average driver. Right. So as I'm, opposed to turning invincible, which is a horrid inconvenience. Yeah. So because like with uh with with Koopa Troopa, if Luigi is like right on top of you, like you can like corner and pivot and kind of weave away from him. Whereas like if you were Bowser and you had to do that, you would just like careen off to your death. (laughs) Like you, you, you couldn't pivot like that. Right. Now that's interesting. I wonder, I wonder, I mean, normally I'd say like, nah, but this is Nintendo. They're, they're pretty on top of this sort of stuff. So yeah, I mean, very, very well Um, to speak on the, like I said before is where it's like, one of the things I, I did feel was that everything for all of the future games is there, you know, but this to me and, and don't, don't take this personally felt more like <laughs> more of a, a, uh, a hot, a hodgepodge of like, like, Oh, Hey, isn't this neat? You know, as opposed to like, we're going to make a racing game, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of got like an original smash brothers feel. Yeah. It's like, we have this really good idea, but there were a few people in the company who weren't super on board. So like we didn't have all the funding we wanted, but yeah, but we're pretty confident this is a good idea. Yeah. It definitely had that feel because you know, there's like, like the question mark boxes, those are there, you know, the different racing that's there, the um, different maps were there, but that was the other thing. It's like, there were what five, six different maps, I think. I mean, there's like five themes. Themes. And then, that's right. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Themes. Yeah. So you you have like racetrack theme, dirt road theme, ice theme, Bowser Castle theme, ghost house theme. Am I missing one? The the one beach level, which completely threw me. Oh yeah. 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 No, because I was just like, oh, beach level. Right. Wow. This is. Hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah. I guess this is a thing. But yeah, so I, I was very surprised because in the 64 version and, and onwards, in each cup, it has all of its own courses, you know? Yeah. So for the Mushroom Cup, when I did the Mushroom Cup, I was like, okay, so we knocked out, you know, Racetrack, Ghost House, so on and so forth. I was like, all right, that was fun. I was like, Fire Cup, Ghost House again. And then I, I don't know why I felt like slighted somehow. Like I was just kind of <laughs> like... Like, how dare you? And was, you know, it, I just thought this is it. almost was, definitely a memory issue. Is they wanted yeah. to use the same tiles and the same music? 
Oh, absolutely. And and again, you know, it's definitely something where I was just like, I was expecting too much. And that's <laughs> that's on me because, you know, and yeah, so so that was fine. But it definitely threw me when I saw the ghost house again, because I was like, I thought I was done with this. I, th- <laughs> I thought I didn't have to do this again because ghost house is not that any any course where you can fall off the side is not my jam. I'm not, not, your, not your thing. Nope. I'm almost glad that I was unable to get to rainbow road. Just <laughs> yeah, No, that would have been a, a whole mess <laughs> <laughs> just for my own like blood pressure. Cause I, I, I knew that I, I was like, if I, I don't, if I can't do anything on a hundred CC, I was like, I'm pretty sure I won't unlock the special cup. And I was just kind of like, I might be okay with that. I might, <laughs> This this may be like the gating mechanic that they built in because they're like, if you can't get this far on it, you must be this skilled to ride this ride because otherwise you're going to be puking in every direction <laughs> and just make your life and the lives of your family and friends miserable. Well, and the the thing I noticed about um, the ghost house in particular is it's the only place where you have a non racetrack surface that is also not a giant pain in the ass to drive on so the the dirt one and the beach one are pretty annoying to drive on um the the bowser one like your tires don't really grip so you you slide and spin out way easier but for some something maybe it's just the way koopa troopa handles as well but like the way he drives in the ghost house is like a massive advantage (laughs) over the other characters (laughs) Because you can uh, corner for a long, long time before you will spin out. Yeah, and and that was the thing is that I just, uh, I I was constantly slamming into walls. And the problem <laughs> with the ghost house is that when you slam into a wall, it goes away. Yes, it so, does. So you you better not make that exact same mistake twice in a row. Now, to be fair, I do appreciate that more than. The first time you make the mistake, you're boned. Like this was definitely like a like everybody gets one kind yeah. of thing. So I liked that. The one mistake that I did make, and if right when I did it, I was like, oh no, that was a terrible <laughs> idea at times. Was like I was in second place, whomever was in front of me, and I had a green turtle shell. And I was like, This is it. This is my moment. This is where my story <laughs> goes from good to great. And I fired it and missed. And then I saw it hit the wall and bounce <laughs> off and that tile disappear. And as that tile shrank, so did my hope of winning because it then bounced from wall to wall to wall to wall to wall, knocking out all of the walls. I was like, oh, God, I've just completely boned myself. And uh, and sure enough, I, I think I, I fell off the track like twice and then just burned a life to just <laughs> go back in time and make that not a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um. It, it's uh, like a Looney Tunes, like you fire a bullet and it just bounces all over. Like uh, Yosemite Sam is like trying to get Bugs Bunny, but he's inside of like the stagecoach and like the bullets are like bouncing all over inside. Just, yeah. Like, you can't, you yeah can't, if, if you're relying on those bumpers at the bowling alley, like you, you can't cut chunks of them out. Like, no, no, exactly not. And, and it was just one of those things where immediately when I did, I was like, uh, just t- terrible risk to reward. And, and, and mostly it was just because I didn't think it through as most poor decisions that people make. But <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like, I was like, best case scenario, I was going to make this person spin out for about three seconds. Worst case scenario, which is what happened, 
is I have wiped out my safety net, which I'm the only one using. Like, they're not bouncing into the walls. I'm bouncing into the walls, you know? So I was like, so I just, for best case scenario, a three-second lead, I have made it so that way the game has now won. So I quit because, you know, why not? You know, life favors quitters. But uh, I thought it was interesting that when you do that, you explode. You do, and you kind of like you blink and then you pop into like a little riot of positive energy. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a, but that's the thing is that to say you explode almost oversells it. You, you just kind of like poof into yeah. dust. You know what it's like? It's like when a gem poofs yeah. on Steven universe. Yeah. No, so, you totally poof. Yeah. So headcanon accepted. So you poof <laughs> back into your gem, right? And then you have to reform your cart and body, you know, in order to, to race again. Well, that's yeah. why the screen goes dark because you can no longer perceive the outside world. And then once you reform, you're like, oh, we're racing again. Is that, oh. this, this, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. So, so in this case, I guess the, the cart would be their gem, you know? Uh, when you poof, doesn't the cart go with you? It does. It does. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just like the idea of like, you know, you you lose, and so then like you just poof, and there's just this empty go kart, you know, and then you just have to like reform. But yeah, yeah, you're right. You the the, the go kart comes with you. So I'm I'm not keeping like an explicit tally, but I just want to point out that on our podcast about old video games, we have now referenced <laughs> Doctor Who, Steven Universe, and Dungeons and Dragons. So, oh I, yeah, I just I feel like I should have on way thicker glasses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say like like you you're you're absolutely correct. We 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 are behind on our ancillary references. <laughs> we should be doing more. I'm going nearly <laughs> past that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. So th- I thought that was um, that was uh, interesting. Um, the the you know like ability to kind of break the level not in your favor i yeah. thought that was fascinating and I'm, I'm curious did you ever hit yourself with the green turtle shell or or am i the only person that derped that hard no you know i'm usually a like i'm i'm a i'm an over the shoulder weapon thrower mm-hmm. so like I'll, I'll have banana peel or a green turtle shell and i'm like haha screw you and i'll like toss it behind me um because i seem you like when you're a little kid learning to ride a bike and your your mom or dad or whoever is teaching you is like, don't stare at the mailbox because then instead of avoiding the mailbox, you will definitely <laughs> hit the mailbox. And that's how I am with green turtle shells in Mario Kart. It's like, okay, I'm not going to hit that wall and have it ricochet back directly <laughs> at me. And then I fire it and then that happens. And I'm like, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, it didn't. It took me longer than I anticipated. And I, to be fair, I may be wrong on this, but I'm confident that I'm not, which <laughs> is that I fired the turtle shell and it came like rocketing back at me. And I like managed to like, like duck weave, get out of the way. And I was like, yeah, pretty proud of myself. And then it was the, just, it just took one more lap for me to come back <laughs> around for the, for, for turtle green turtle shell two turtle shell vengeance. This time it's personal. Yeah. And like, it just wiped me right out. And I was just kind of like, you know, it, I felt like that was like some like horrid metaphor for like, you know, like a dystopian life where it's just like you fought all throughout your life. You fire green turtle shells and you may evade them sometimes, but eventually the green turtle shell gets you. You know, it's, like, it's a, uh, there's like a whole Buddhist philosophy here. Like your own violence came back to haunt you. 
Exactly. Like, you know, you just need to experience tranquility, you know? Just so, th- so this is an insidious thing about Bowser's level because in in the ghost house levels, you can inadvertently destroy your safety net. But in the Bowser levels, there's very tight, very angular borders. Mm-hmm. So if you fire a green turtle shell and it doesn't hit something, it is going to become an agent of chaos <laughs> <laughs> until it strikes a surface. Because in in most in like the racetrack levels and and like the water levels, like there's places where it can like go way off, like where no one ever drives, and so it's it's only on the track part of the time. But in the Bowser Castle level, the thing is on the track only. There's nowhere else for it to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, I luckily I didn't. By the time I was like doing Bowser Castle levels, I had like learned that you know heavy wears the head that, that uses the green turtle shell. You know so. <laughs> I had learned my lesson and like if I got a green turtle shell, I would like like put it down put it down gently behind me and hey, walk hey, away. Just, just just sit over here, buddy. Yeah, it's like no 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 it's it's fine. I I am sure that there are responsible green turtle shell users that keep their green turtle shells in a safe, you know, and like yeah. all of Un- that. But unloaded. I, yeah, un- <laughs> <laughs> unloaded. But I, I am not a responsible green turtle shell user. I did not I did not attend any green turtle shell safety classes or anything like that. So I recognized that and, and stopped, stopped using them. The red turtle shells I was pretty solid with and you having, you can't, a much, you can't really screw those up. Yeah. I was waiting for me to screw it up just so that way. Like, you know, to just show like, nah, man, I just can't make anything work, but your greater breadth and depth of knowledge about this game. And maybe you can enlighten me to what the point of the feather is. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the feather uh, serves one like really stupid purpose and then one really obviously superior purpose, which is uh, you can use it to jump over obstacles, which is like, mm-hmm. okay, just drive around them. Um, yeah. But the, the far more superior purpose is that most of the maps have a place where using the feather would be advantageous and some of them have a an area where using the feather is actually a full-on shortcut and i kept looking for those because i I like vaguely there was a a small little gremlin in the back of my head that kept saying like hey man you you know that can be used to find a shortcut i'm like (laughs) but i don't know where it is and so like every and of course every time i got it like they kept giving it to me like it was this tool that was going to be my salvation in seventh place. And I was sure that if I had the wherewithal to like, you know, it's, it's like somebody like walking up to me and saying like, this magical machine is going to solve all of your programs because it makes gold. All you have to do is just plug in advanced calculus. And I'd be like, I just, that's great. I I don't know advanced calculus. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I didn't take differential (laughs) equations. I knew I should have, but it was like that where they kept handing me this thing. I would just like immediately like use it out of spite, you know, just like whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can use it for the, the on the nose purpose of avoiding either an obstacle or if somebody launches something at you, you can jump it. But it's, there are in, in, I think two levels that I can think of, there are spots that are, if you look at them, like if you stopped and you looked You'd be like, yeah, I can't possibly make that jump. But if I had a feather <laughs> and then in a bunch of the levels, you can totally like break the universe by jumping over the like the boundary 
So like you don't jump outside the course, but you jump over the outside of the course, like near a corner. Hmm. And it, and it'll shave like a little bit off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not. Uh, I mean, like in the first ghost house is where it's the most obviously applicable because it shaves off like a non-trivial amount of the course. Right. Um, but in most of the other places, it's just kind of like, eh, I have a feather. Yeah. So the the feather. Whenever I got that, I'd get a little frustrated. Um, the star I thought was a particularly, at least from my point of view, humorous thing because you'd normally get a star when you're like in eighth place, right? Right. You know, and and so it makes you invincible and it makes you go super fast, which are both great unless you've been playing poorly enough to get into eighth place, <laughs> in which case you just basically, you know, like like took somebody who's like kind of, you know, going through puberty, you know, like like not really sure of like where their body is in relation to themselves. It's like, you know what you need? PCP. And so, you know, like, so like I was just like, yeah, I'm powered up. And I'm just like slam into even more walls at a higher speed. And like eventually when I feel it start to wear off, I would just find another razor out of spite and just run into them because even though that wasn't going to put me in first it was going to make them not be in sixth you know so yeah yeah that was that was my experience with the star was i was just kind of like i'm sure this is a useful tool for somebody who is not in my current predicament ironically being in my current predicament is the only way to get this tool well and it's one of those things that you're most likely to get um on a level you suck at <laughs> so like you get a lot of stars on rainbow road if you're not awesome at rainbow road which is literally the worst level to have the star yeah. on because you your acceleration is like set to max and you just go rocketing off into oblivion <laughs> yeah you it's it that is like to me the video game just equivalent of you know something that just seems like a great idea on paper and then completely falls apart in like execution, you know, where it's just kind of like, well, like the, well, the regular racetrack levels, the star is freaking awesome. Cause there's like margin of error. You can go off into yeah. the dirt. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's, and that's the thing is that, you know, again, that further like goes with it because it's like, Hey, we've got this issue. So what we're going to do is like, the problem is that this person's falling behind. So we'll speed them up. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's try it out. And you try it out on a couple of the racetrack levels. And you're like, it's working. Done. Seal of approval. And then all of a sudden, it just smash cuts to you on Rainbow Road. Just like, oh, God, why? So, so and, and don't get me wrong. Like, the biggest part of this was that I was bad at the game. Like, that's, sure. let's not let's not discount that. You know, like, that's, to me, where the hilarity comes in. Um, and so then the one time I got the lightning bolt. And I was disproportionately happy. Um, now that that weapon's the bomb. <laughs> yeah. No, I felt like, uh, and and if you want to put another tick mark on the board, I felt like Zoidberg when he uh, <laughs> when he like gets like hit by like a growth ray to fight like grown Bender. You know, and he's like, oh, who's intimidating? Who now, City? Like you know, like I was like, ah, oh, the little man's finally getting you know getting his. Although I was Mario, so you know. Uh. Although that is, that's the second Futurama reference, and we also talked about faster than light travel, so we're doing good. I'm Excellent. I'm not I'm not as worried about us as I was before. <laughs> Got to keep them coming. Um, the, also, uh, too, I go yeah, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say I thought that the uh, <laughs> the 
there was a distinct difficulty spike between the 50 and 100 cc. I don't think it was an unfair or unreasonable difficulty spike, but it was significant. It was non-trivial. Yeah, I noticed um, the because I mean everybody drives faster, right? Like you actually have yeah. a larger CC motor, huh? right? So yeah. I mean it's it's not just like a naming convention. Like you do actually perform, you know, differently. Um, which you have to adjust to because you accelerate different, you top out different, you know, you corner different because you're going faster. Um, the thing that was actually giving me the, the most gr- grief was, and it was more like an emotional burden, not that it was actually impacting my ability to win, is uh, Yoshi and Luigi. So when you're Koopa Troopa, Luigi typically second, Yoshi typically third. But if you interact with either of them, they will quickly overtake each other. So... I ended up in a couple races with Yoshi just hot on my heels and just sacrificing his unborn children to try and punish <laughs> me. Just, oh, I'm talking because you know, like when somebody right behind you throws uh, one of their weapons, it like goes into rear view mirror mode. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there was one race, I think it was on like one of the, the donut planes or whatever, the one of the like sandy ones where. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the map like almost the entire race because he was just behind me, just like, I'm gonna kill you. I hate you. I'm coming like, for you. And, and this is actually what reminded me that there's a memory shortage of items that can be deployed to the map at any one time. And he, so like the, the map can't just be littered with like a thousand green turtle shells as hilarious as that would be. Yes. And I don't know if they built this in as a safety mechanism or if it's actually like a memory limitation, but at one point he was throwing eggs at me so fast that I was able to see other eggs he'd thrown at me bamfing out of existence <laughs> because it was like resetting the counter. I was just like, what crazy loop am I stuck in that he's being this <laughs> hyper violent? Well, and I like that though, because like in my mind, like he's like throwing these eggs at you. Like he's got like his like clutch of eggs in the back, right? So he like throws, 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 and he's and like he reaches back and like he's like angry, you know? And he like he reaches back and he's like like he sees nothing and you see him just like hold his hand out and like with sheer anger, like summon <laughs> another egg. Like you see it like disappearing from the course and like his <laughs> eyes are wild. And he just like throws another one at you. And it's like, wow, you, you really, really did not want me to win this race that we're all apparently putting aside our differences and taking parts in. Yeah. No, y- Yoshi was the most psychotically violent in my, my replay. Um, although, Luigi and and Mario to a lesser extent, you know, they both have the ability to turn on their invincibility and sometimes you'll be just like sort of neck and neck with them and this like feeling of panic kind of creeps over you because you're like <laughs> at any second they might just hulk out and then sideswipe <laughs> me and there's going to be nothing I can do about it. Yeah, that's just that's going to be the story of you. Like you just got into a bad situation this one time. And and I do want to talk about uh, this kind of meta thing, which is the idea that they have all put aside their differences to race go-karts together, you know? like Yeah. I mean, I always took the sport side games like with a big old grain of salt, but <laughs> if I recall correctly, uh, what's his name? Uh, Miyamoto, I think, actually confirmed that their canon... Like these events actually do take place. 
Yeah, and I also I like the theory that um, because there's a theory that like Super Mario, the Super Mario, right? The original one for the oh, NES, like the, the OG, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the the OG Mario. Um, yeah, is that that was like that was the event that was like the thing, right? And then there's Super Mario Two that nobody talks about, and then there's <laughs> no, that's that's all Mario's dream, right? Right. And then there's Super Mario Three, which is all a play about. The, you know the events in mario right so then then these are all like actors you know like on their day off so like this could have been like a like a team building exercise you know so so this isn't mario and bowser this is a guy who happens to look like mario so he got the part and a guy yeah. who happens to look like bowser so he got the part well I, I, uh uh you know another giant dinosaur that happened to look like bowser he's a uh he's a japanese turtle like lake spirit or something hmm. yeah i don't think that's canon but if there's a uh there's a, a culture shock uh youtube video that shows the incredibly obvious like source material that bowser <laughs> is drawn from i mean it's like they didn't even like try to hide it like nice if you know this stuff about japanese culture you would just be like oh yeah obviously yeah it's the Spirit. So the reason why I bring all of that up is to link back to what you were saying about Yoshi. So like Yoshi is the cast member with like significant anger issues, you know? <laughs> and so like, like you're all doing like this like team building exercise where you're all just like hanging out and like riding some go-karts and he's like, no, I have to win. It's like, Yoshi, it's not about winning. It's about like relaxing. And he's like, no. And he just starts, you know, throwing like his children at you. So. <laughs> And he's also the only one who brought children. I mean, come on, Yoshi. Like, it, it was, it's an office thing. That's fine. This wasn't for your kids. You know, this was for adults. Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous. It was like, obviously, like you can <laughs> fall into lava at any point. Although <laughs> you do bounce back from lava and like cool island seawater equal, like exactly equally well. Yeah. No, it's, uh, <laughs> It's it's disturbing how like you said like it's how easily like when you fall into the water it does a little like ploop you know and yeah. you fall into the thing and then Lake Two comes and fishes you out, um, and then when you fall into molten lava it goes ploop and Lake Two comes <laughs> like it's it's as unceremonious as it is to fall into water it's just kind of like ploop oh yeah now what happened uh, i slipped and fell into some lava yesterday so you know 20 bucks for a triple a to come fish me out it's like this actually is is lending a lot of credibility to your insane headcanon that these are <laughs> these are the actors from super mario brothers 3 <laughs> like on a team building like off-site retreat because mm -hmm. well it's not real lava it's just like red water yeah it, it just yeah, looks like lava yeah, exactly. You know, so it's just it like helps them like get into character. You know, it's like, oh no, yeah. like maybe it's like it's it's warmed up a little bit. You know, because like I I get the feeling that like Bowser is a method actor. You know, definitely. <laughs> you you don't wear all that makeup and not like really be into what you're doing. No, no, I'm I'm sure that like you know he had to take classes on like how to wear all of that makeup all the time. You know, because it, like I'm sure it gets like oppressive. You you know who it is in there. Definitely Do Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, Jim Carrey because of the Grinch. You know, I thought that he could. Yeah. Yeah. Another person who puts up with way too much makeup. Yeah. Oof. There you go. But <laughs> so we, yeah. I, I keep meaning to mention this at the Bowser Castle levels. Um, 
Did it annoy you that the thwomps are like cylinders without spikes? Yes. It, super, it's super annoying. Yeah. And also their size. And this was something that was kind of an issue on all the levels, but particularly on the Bowser castles. Their size was unimpressive. And I know it's not the size of the thwomp, <laughs> you know, but like they just, I don't know why. Cause like thwomps in all of the other games, they're terrifying, you yeah. know? Yeah. They're and in massive. this one, yeah, in this one they were just kind of like, eh, "Hey man, don't 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 come through here. Hey, don't dude, go go around." You know, and it's like <laughs> like I don't know. I just I wasn't I wasn't intimidated by I was frustrated by them when like all of a sudden their, you know, cylindrical butts would just plop themselves down in front of me and be like, "You're not you're not you're not going to get by here." And I'm like, and hey. every time <laughs> Every time my brain was like, no, it's a better idea to wait for them to start going up than to try to go around because you'll spend less time. And every time that was the wrong decision. <laughs> well, I mean, your your theory is correct. Your execution was poor. Yeah. But yeah, no, the fact that they were cylinders as opposed to having spikes, I thought was very, very weird. And then, like I said, like the fact that they were so small in relation to you slash the level, I just didn't didn't care for that visual like at all. Yeah. So, and then uh, I know you didn't make it to Rainbow Road, but there are thwomps on Rainbow Road, and they're I do invincible. Not that. Oh, they're invincible too. Oh God! So not only if can they crush you, but you can't touch them. So in every class, um, or not in every class, but in a lot of classes, you know, like the professors say, like, oh well, you know, I put a bunch of different questions on test, but I put some questions on there so hard that nobody should get them, so that way it, like, scales the class, right? Rainbow Road is the question that nobody should get right, you know? <laughs> like, they just put this in here to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, you know, this game's too easy, beat this, you know? And then, of course, people did, but, you know, it's just like, yeah. no, let's gonna make, we're gonna make Thwomps invincible. I thought Thwomps were already invincible. No, that it's gonna be worse. Yeah. Just no, no. Now when you touch them, they kill you. <laughs> yeah. Supposed to before when you touch them, they shrank you like in like the normal game. You know, like now, now they're going to to really be a problem. They were a problem. Now they're a serious problem. And you're like, no, that's that's great. Do 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 you have any personal canon like head canon on like where Rainbow Road is? Because all the other aesthetics, like you can point to an area in Mario and be like, this is from like this area world whatever but special zone it's the star road oh yeah yeah i guess it would be it would be star road i'm, yeah, I'm like i gotta pat myself a little bit on the back for that because i literally never gave that consideration until this moment so i'm, nice, I'm pretty nice. happy with how quickly i put that together yeah star road done it's like yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that holds up <laughs> yeah because i mean let's see so you have um you've got like the beachy levels um which are just like any water level the right. Bowser Castle and the ghost houses are pretty obvious. The racetrack isn't from anything in Mario, but it's got your generic kind of world one kind of Yeah, it's a, here's your world one one. Um the uh the dirt one, like that's all muddy, um, I think is actually the one that's supposed to be themed like a generic Super Mario level, because that's the one that has like the mole things. Well, aren't there like, if I remember correctly, I think it was world six five i forget in super mario world where you um where you're like like i remember the entire like backdrop being like muddy and like 
very chocolatey earth tones. And I think they might have called yeah. it like chocolate something. I yeah. always thought like that that was that because I think those mole people are are there too. Yeah, there's the mole. There's the big moles that are underground, and then there's the little moles that are in the very first level. Like they they come around really early, and they might also be in the chocolate plains, whatever that's called. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, the whole game is is loosely Super Mario World themed, and and that's one of the things that I really felt too was kind of a a thing where it was just kind of like they're like, look at what we did, this fun Super Mario World, you know, themed go kart racing. But it was way more about relying on your love of Super Mario World than creating a tight racing game. Like for me personally, and obviously you didn't struggle with this nearly as much as I did, the the turning controls, I just could not get down to a science. You know, like every time I did it, I would just, it was like reinventing the wheel. And so like, I was like, okay, well, what if I go a little bit slower and like tap acceleration and tap the turn button to kind of like slowly inch myself around and then that didn't work so i was like what if i do like a hard turn and try to skid and you know drift then that that wasn't a mechanic yet so i was just kind of like like i said like i felt that those controls weren't incredibly or at least they were much tighter in later games when they actually seemed to focus on like let's make a good racing game it's mario themed this was like let's make a mario themed racing game that was just my own personal so i i don't know every game ever made but i think that this game may be the first of its type by which i mean it is not a racing game it is a cart racing game which always has very different handling very different physics very different like like rubber band physics is present in like every cart racing game i've ever seen and then a proper racing game if you play like gran turismo or forza mm. or something like it doesn't matter how big of a lead you have. The second place guys should not suddenly be able to break the speed of light. <laughs> like, yeah. Where, whereas in like, that's a, that is a staple of kart racing games, like including in the original super Mario Kart. like you are doing really well. And you look at like the little mini map or something and you're like, huh, the guy in second and third place is going unreasonably fast <laughs> just because I'm doing a good job. So there's, like I, and on the one hand I agree with you like the controls are weird but I feel like they're they were different on purpose from what they were trying to do with like arcade racing games where they wanted it to feel more realistic and then over you know the generations they they nailed down like okay this is what makes kart racing fun not necessarily authentic driving yeah, and like I said, you know, it was definitely my inability to handle the controls where I was just like, they just felt loose. But I'm sure that I could have eventually given enough time and also not knowing, you know, like how now racing games or kart racing games handle, um, you know, like like I could have grasped it. It just took a little bit longer. One thing, though, that Mario 64 did, and this one does as well, that the newer ones don't do which I, I i really like which is that these like that you're more likely to get a more powerful item like a star or whatever a lightning bolt if you're in last place and less likely you're more likely to get like you know uh, whatever banana peel when you're in first place but even if you get a star and you're in last place you still have to use the star well and then continue to play well and you can probably potentially inch your way back up to first right 
in the newer ones, it's like if you're lagging behind, then you get the to hell with everybody. Like I am now the bullet bill god, bullet billington, <laughs> and just destroying like lay, seeing my enemies laid waste before me. <laughs> And I, and I never liked that because I was just kind of like, so I have been playing an incredibly good, tight game this entire time. And now I have to deal with this idiot behind me who was in the eighth place who's just going to come and like wreck me. So that way the person who's in second place is now going to be in first place. I never really liked any of that. And this game definitely did not do that. You no. know? Well, and in the later games, the enemies can also get those weapons. So. Right. Like you get bullet bill when you're trying to have fun and you're like, yeah, I got bullet bill and that's helping me have a better time. You are doing well. And the computer knocks your ass into oblivion disguised <laughs> as a giant monster bullet. And you're like, I, now I am having less fun. Yeah. And, and I actually saw a presentation on why they, they do the you know big, big bill, whatever thing and stuff like that. It's the idea is that, Tight races are more fun than not tight races. And I agree with that in principle, but I would say that fair races are more fun than not fair races. <laughs> and like literally, you know, when you're playing a game and so, and you are a, a skill-based game where your skill is clearly superior and they say like, no, no, no that's fine. We're going to give this guy all the stuff to like bring their skill up to yours. It's like, <clears throat> that'd be fine. Except for the fact that I just, I talked a lot of smack before we were playing this game and you're giving him reason to call me out with like to say that we're of equal skill when we are clearly not so i do like that this older game like you know if you were in last place they gave you an item that gave you the ability to get back into first if you played skillfully not that put you in first like period you know for for funsies i mean there was also in I don't think it was in the 64 one where they introduced the blue turtle show. Was it that come later? It was. Yeah. Oh, was it? The, it was, yeah, but the nice crap. thing, total crap. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, the blue, the blue turtle show was crap. But if I remember correctly and I have played like, like I played the SNES version, let's say at a five, I played the N64 version at a 10 and then each decreasing one by like, so like, by like <laughs> the square root of the one following. So like, you know, then the one behind that was like a three and then 1.5 and then, you know, so on and so forth down the line. So, um, so, but I do remember occasionally playing some of the, the newer ones and just, you know, getting landmine, but like with the blue turtle shell, it would come up to you and hit you. But if you like had a green turtle shell just behind you, it would hit the green turtle shell and wouldn't wouldn't kill you you know it wouldn't uh, knock you out you know so there was counterplay there now the blue turtle shell flies through the air and drops directly down on top of you and i've been does. told i've been told there is counterplay to that but i saw it done once on youtube and i was like okay so there's counterplay to it in the same way that like sword dancers can you know <laughs> can get out of like sword related situations you know i was like yes yes it is technically true but not really for my purposes. Like, I will never have that level of skill, nor would I expect an average player to have it. This episode is making me super bummed that we don't do, like, funny titles from things said in the episode. Because <laughs> I would have definitely just cast a vote for sword-related situations. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, you know, you never know, man. Like you just walk down the street and then all of a sudden it's, it, somebody comes at you and it's like, hey, I have five swords and I need you to juggle them. And I'm like, I just, I, I got, you know, I, I knew I should have majored in sword dancing. I went with chemistry. What was wrong with me? All my life has been building to this moment. <laughs> Uh, sword-related mishaps, but yeah. yeah. Um, no, the, I mean, I know you can, like, the simplest way to get out of the, the blue turtle shell nonsense, and there, I'm sure there are others, but if you have a mushroom and you time it just right, you, it still strikes the ground, mm -hmm. but it strikes the ground where you are no longer are by, like, a millisecond. Nice. So, hmm. yeah. And, I don't and think when that's you, what I saw. I forget what, yeah, what the... the yeah, you can like jump and there's other like weird ways to cheat it, which I think are more like glitches, whereas mm. the mushroom thing is actually like the way to counter it. Right. Um, and you feel like a freaking like cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> like, you go like speeding <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, that that would be I imagine to be very empowering. But like I said, like the, the last and I have never played any of the Mario Party games, but I have. I've heard tell of them yeah, and don't, don't don't bother. Yeah. And, and exactly. And the, I feel like the newer Mario racing games seem to be coming more in line with what I've heard with the Mario party games, which is that it's like everybody gets to win. Sometimes it's just like, so we we're all losing because we're all playing a game <laughs> where there's really, it's just a random number generator and whoever gets the number four wins the game this time, you know? Yeah. Kind of. I mean, the the, uh, the original Super Mario Kart, like, one of the things that I, I really noticed, and this will kind of take us into our final, like, does it hold up, is I felt like my victories were my victories and my failures were my failures, and mm -hmm. that is why I could happily sit and play this game in single player for an extended period, right? So yeah. what I didn't say before is when my friend and I were playing this game literally into all hours of the night, we were not playing battle. We were handing off. So like nice. he would play a cup and then I would play a cup and then he would play a cup and then I would play a cup. So like, because the game is actually fun single player. If you enjoy this kind of game, whereas right. like starting around, I want to say at least the GameCube one, but, but maybe like the Wii one, they really, really put the emphasis on multiplayer, which is fine. But mm -hmm. like sitting down and playing Super Mario Kart Wii, or, or the Wii U one on single player is a, you're basically just practicing for when you're playing against other humans. Mm. Yeah. I definitely think that like, does the game hold up? I would say yes. In the sense that it is definitely still very playable. Um, I did not enjoy it, but I think that, like I said, it was because I was constantly projecting this other game onto it. And then, expecting it to like i said like i just kept thinking like oh there's there's no more stairs at the end of the stairwell and then you know like dropping a sudden you know foot and being like having that small heart attack moment like i think that that was something that i struggled with a lot so i would say do you need nostalgia goggles to play it no but i would say that if you haven't played it in a while put the nostalgia goggles on play for like two hours. <laughs> then you didn't, then, then now that your eyes have adjusted to, you know, the, the, <laughs> the nostalgia conditions, you can take them off and then you're fine. You know? Yeah. No, I, I can feel that. Cause I mean, I, I most <laughs> recently played, I want to say eight, I think the newest one. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I mean, those, those are polar opposite experiences, right? Like, you know, brand new, all the weird new gimmicks versus the original game. But I could see how, you know, it's like you, you bite into a steak and you think it's a pork chop. It doesn't matter how good the steak is. Like you were expecting pork chop and you're going to be like, what is wrong with this pork chop? Oh, it's a steak. But you can't then say, oh, and it's a fantastic steak because like you're totally miscalibrated. So, you know, if you look back at your childhood and you're like, I spent a lot of hours playing Double Dash on the GameCube at my friend's house. I'm going to play the Super Nintendo one. It's like, eh, you're coming coming into this from the wrong angle. Yeah, and that's why I think that, you know, you you need to play for a couple of hours to reacclimate yourself to the actual game that you're playing because it is because it the other games are this basic game but you know tooled up re, you know rescanned a little bit like polished you know new mechanics added but like it it's it's close enough that your brain is going to keep telling you like nah man you should totally be able to do thing a and you're like no yeah. no i can't brain but it doesn't change from your hands trying to do it so yeah i'd say like you know once adjusted to the correct lighting conditions you do not need the nostalgia glass goggles but but put them on at first because it'll make your initial experience a lot easier. Yeah, not feel you on that. So next time, I'm thinking we should play Zelda, <gasps> the Wand of Gamelon. I hate everything I love. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do you torture me like this? No, it it's fine. It's fine. It's fine because um, you know the Buddha teaches us that that pain stems from want. And uh, I am in constant pain because I I, I want to play Link to the Past. You won't let me do it. <laughs> it's I'm sure that's one of the steps to enlightenment. Yeah, is is not being <laughs> not being allowed to play Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past. Like, I think that was the fourth. I remember Siddhartha Gautama sitting underneath the tree and uh, and talking about Link to the Past. I'm pretty sure that's in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm not going to fact check or reference this in any way, but I'm confident saying that, yes, definitely, that was the yeah. case. Yeah, as, yeah. in fact, <laughs> um, yeah, I could I could definitely tell you for sure that that is true. As long as you have absolutely no follow-up <laughs> questions, then yes, that is a fact. There it is. We got another Simpsons <laughs> reference in there. I think we're good. I think we hit our, our arbitrary quota of tertiary geekery. Excellent. Sounds good. So uh, next time. See you next time. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress, down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil Fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the end of a smile Yeah.
for the 